You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Yo, 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 what is up? It's your boy, Sterls. Man, what a crushing defeat by the Buffalo Bills here in London with a loss of 25 to 20. There are some things to talk about. There's definitely some things to talk about. But we're going to get into all that. You are listening to the Intentional Grounding Podcast right here on the Buffalo Rumblings vidcast feed. This is the Buffalo Rumblings post-game show. This show is brought to you by Slider Chef, where we can help you reach what matters. Bills fans, if you have a home improvement project that involves shelving, make sure you see our guys at Slider Shelf. With their shelves, they slide in and out. And, you know, you can put all the things you need in your cabinetry, snacks, food, makes it easy easy to use www.slidershelf.com where they help you reach what matters use the promo code intentional grounding get 20% off again 20% off promo code intentional grounding you can find their products in Lowe's and Home Depot and online shipping local and nationwide slide a shelf all right all right, man. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. So let's 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 get the feelings out of the way first, because I, I have a few feelings on this on this show here today. Man, what what a what a just awful display of football that we saw uh, this afternoon, this morning actually. Okay, <laughs> this morning. This, I mean, I I live out in Denver, Colorado, so this game kicked off at seven thirty. And, and, you know, I was talking this week and I, I I felt like this this game, it just felt weird. It felt weird. It felt weird when the schedule makers dropped this game to be in London. Yeah, there's excitement. OK, you know, you're playing overseas. But when you get and you start looking at it schematically scheduling, it's just kind of unfortunate. Now, I'm not here to say uh, that the Bills were screwed by any means because they did have to go play a football game just like the Jacksonville Jaguars did. But I would be remiss not to say that uh, there were some advantages in this in this game before the, before the ball was even kicked off. This was the first time in NFL history where a team, the Jacksonville Jaguars, played two games in London back-to-back. So unlike the Bills who decided for some reason, for some odd reason, they decided to get there on Friday and play a Sunday game, 
of course you're going to be tired. You know, we heard all week, you know, they were talking about how they're going to put it, put it up to their sports management and medicine team to kind of figure out a sports science team, excuse me, to kind of figure out when was, when would be the best time to get over there. And I always thought, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm going to sit here and say, well, they should have did it this way, but yeah, you should have did it this way. As soon as the Dolphins game was done, you you guys should have been over in London all week. I'm sorry. I'm sorry because whatever plan that they had going in, it did not work. I mean, you you could see it. These these guys look tired, out of sorts. It didn't look it didn't look clean. It, it, it's not the same team that we saw the previous four weeks. Even even in the loss of the Jets, the team looked focused and ready to go outside of Josh Allen week one. Too many penalties in this game. Drop balls, Gabe Davis. I feel like there's some some things where I feel like the utilization of uh, Dalton Kincaid and James Cook need to be better. Yeah, we got some stuff to talk about. We got some stuff to talk about. DMX says, the bottom line is we traveled over there two days before the game and the Jags have been there for two weeks. Total advantage Jags. I agree. I agree. Uh, Bills. Uh, weren't great, but refs were horrible considering the half defense was hurt. They didn't do bad. I mean, yeah, to an extent. To an extent. No, they weren't great today. I I, I mean, we're gonna get out. Let's 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 jump into the box score here. You know, we do this every single week. We jump into the box score, look at the stats, kind of see what 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 kind of uh generated storylines that we can grab out of here before we even talk about the injuries to some key players. But Trevor Lawrence comes in on the day, 25 of 37, 315 yards, uh, 8.5 yards per throw, one touchdown, zero picks, uh, five sacks that he took. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, man, uh, look, he, he played a good ball game. I mean, he had some turnovers that he'd like to have back, but when it mattered most, he, he made the plays. He made the plays. Uh, Travis Etienne, 26 carries, a buck 36, two touchdowns. And the long being a 35-yard run to kind of ice the game. Coming into this game, I really didn't think Travis Etienne would be a factor. I felt like the Bills' run defense had, had been pretty good. Um, but, you know, I think not having Daquan Jones, I think that really hurt him. So 26 carries, 136 yards, good game for Travis Etienne here. And the touchdown to seal the game. Receiving for the Jaguars, you got Calvin Ridley, most notably, seven receptions, 122 yards, zero touchdowns, but along with 32 on Micah Hyde on eight targets. We're going to talk about that here in a minute. Christian Kirk had a solid day, six for 78. Travis Etienne added almost 50 yards receiving, and Zay Jones had three catches, 23 yards, most notably the one in the end zone uh, to start the game off. So. For the Buffalo Bills, let's talk about – you know what? Let's let's go to the injury. So we kind of see what um, what kind of took place here with the Jaguars, but I want to get into some of the percentages. Let's go to team stats here. All right, here we go. This, this, is, what, this, is, this is something that I wanted to kind of to see here. So the Jaguars were 29th in the league in third down efficiency, 29th in the league. But today they were 10 of 18. And some critical third downs. Some critical third downs, man. You cannot let them do this to you. Third downs. And and so I mentioned Calvin Ridley for a reason. 
So coming in this game, we saw this morning that Christian Benford was out with an injury. So that shoulder where he came back in the game last week against the Dolphins, he is now out with an injury uh, this week. And he did not play. So what does that mean? What did it mean for this game? It meant that Christian Bernard being out meant that Kyrie Elam had to step up to the plate. And this is a guy that, you know, I've, I've pounded the table for. You know, I even said things about Sean McDermott um, in terms of, like, the preparation and, you know, maybe kind of being too hard on him. Uh, but, I, 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 you know, I can't defend bad play. And today, you know, and I don't want to hear, well, he hadn't played all season. You're a pro. Like, you're, you're, you're expected to come. In. You, you got to do better than that, man. Especially when your calling card is, is man coverage. Tight man coverage. You did not do that today. You're falling all over yourself. This game is not put on Kyrie Elam's back. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that. But he did not play well. He did not perform to the capability that I thought he could play today. And I'm sure he would say the same thing if you talk to him. Five of those receptions from Calvin Ridley came on a first down. And guess who was in coverage on him? Kyrie Elam. Looking on the other side, what does that say about Dane Jackson? That Jane Dane Jackson's not uh he's not a man corner. He's not a press man corner. So they did not they did not feel the need to put their best guy in coverage, which I mean, statistically, schematically, when you could play zone, Dane Jackson would be the guy. But because they kind of changed it up, you got to throw Kyrie Elam in there. They, so, you know, Sean McDermott, you know, put it on him, say, hey, all right, show me what you got. And we, we're, we'll, we're going to play some man coverage, too. And he did not get the job done. So that that's not good moving forward. Can he improve? Yeah, he probably can improve. But will he? That remains to be a question mark here. That remains to be a question mark here. Penalties. Penalties. Uh, the Bills had 11 penalties for 109 yards. 11 penalties for 109 yards. Coming into the game, they were the least penalized team in the NFL. So I don't know the football guy said, you know what, guys? We're, we're going to have to throw some yellow out here today on these boys. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a conspiracy theory, no, but. 11 for 109, not good. The Jaguars, 8 for 56. And there's there's one there's one stat here that, that I'm going to bring up that really, you know, when you consider the Buffalo Bills coming over here this week, all the things that they have to kind of hurdle, getting your mental clock ready, feeling right, you know, you, you could see that they kind of had some festivities where they went out and kind of, you know, toured around and, you know, whatever. It's resting to an extent. But the time of possession, the time of possession battle, they the Bills lost here. Uh, 38 minutes, 12 seconds. The Bills had the ball for 21 minutes, 48 seconds. And, and that that's a 17-second differential right there, 17-minute differential there. Um, look. Not only were the Bills battling injuries, so who do we have go out today? Daquan Jones with a peck. Matt Milano will say a leg because, you know, it's not clear what, you know, we just saw the big cast as he was taken off the field. Okay. Uh, too many injuries today. Too many injuries today. Too many. And, man, Matt Milano, good God. that That's the one – Two consecutive weeks where we lose people. 
Last week, it was Trey White. This week, Matt Milano. We don't know the severity of the injury, but, man, it did not look good. I don't know how, you know, I don't know how you, I mean, maybe, you know, if you want to send one up to Jesus and, and say, hey, man, heal this dude's leg, but it did not look good. He got rolled up on, and that's a big loss for the Bills. You, I'm, I'm telling you right now, you cannot, you cannot understate the impact that his injury will have on this defense. You 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 just you just lost your best playmaker. You lost your best playmaker. Now Terrell Bernard played well in his absence. Dorian Williams had some moments. Terrell Dotson had some moments. But listen, the chemistry from Bernard and Milano that they were developing was lethal. And we saw evidence of that all season long thus far. So him being out definitely deflated the the, the air in the room. We saw Von Miller come back. Shout out to Von Miller. Uh, you know, he looked good for the time he was in there. I don't think it was an injury as to why we saw him on the sideline in the fourth quarter with a with a, a, a hat on. I think, you know, he was on a pitch count. Like McDermott said, he's on a pitch count. So, you know, pump the brakes if you feel uh, some type of way that Von didn't play in the fourth quarter because, you know, I don't think that was their plan at all. I don't think that was a plan at all. Um but so we talked to Daquan Jones not being in the game really opened up some rush lanes. Ed Oliver did what he could. You know, Jordan Phillips, they did what they could, but it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. On the offense side of the ball for the Buffalo Bills, let's talk about that for a second here. Josh Allen, 27 to 40, 359, nine, uh, nine yards per completion, two touchdowns, one pick. Now the pick is there because he threw it to the other team. Now, Stephon Diggs could have had that ball. He should have had that ball. He did have that ball, but the defensive back made a better play. But Josh Allen finishes the game with 102 uh, rating. He also had a touchdown. Now, here's here's where it gets bad. And this is where I'm going to start complaining. This is where it gets really bad. Because what the Jaguars were able to do is they made the Bills one-dimensional which a team hasn't been able to do that all season. They didn't have to run really much that much last week because they were the the passing game was just on point. The passing game was great last week, but this week the numbers are there but it, schematically no. But the rushing Josh Allen was the leading rusher today. 4 carries, 14 yards, one touchdown. He also had the longest run of the day which was 7 yards. Damian Harris, 3 of 13. Latavius Murray, 2 of 6. And James Cook, 5 for negative 4. James Cook came into the league with the third, you know, he had the third most rushing yards in the league coming into this contest. And this is the second week where he hadn't looked good. Now, I will say this. Ken Dorsey, the way that, that he is using James Cook with these draw plays and these counter trap runs, it's not working. It's not working. You got to figure, you got to, as much as we praise him for, you know, scheming up uh, a really good run package, really good run design for the offensive playbook, this, it's not, they have to go to the drawing board and figure something out. When you look over and you see Travis Etienne run with power north and south, you got to be able to do that. And the Bills went out and they got Latavius Murray and Damian Harris to do those things. And they didn't get it done. That's a problem. 
So the Jaguars, whose defense is not as good as yours, offensive line not as good as yours, say, guess what? We're going to run it down your throat, and we're going to keep doing it, and eventually it's going to pop. Well, they, 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 they stayed consistent with the run, and it paid dividends. The Buffalo Bills have to do the same. You cannot what, – what's going to happen is this. If you continue to play this way, and I understand, like I'm not here to overreact necessarily, but we talk about championship teams have balance where you can run the ball, you can pass the ball with balance. We've seen the Buffalo Bills over the years. And you take Josh Allen's rushing out of it. They've, they've been in the bottom third of the league rushing the ball. Now, we've seen improvements this year, but the last two weeks have not been good. And if it happens a third, a third week, I, that's a trend. That is a trend, folks. You got to be able to run the ball. James Cook is a good back. You got three good backs. Run the ball north and south between the tackles, man. Stop being cute. I feel like Dorsey was too cute today in his run design. Johnny says, these delayed shotgun handoffs are killing this team. Man, you are effing right. Michael Labar says, another another way to lose a the shit game is deja vu all over again. Okay, I understand what you're saying, but you got you to gotta keep this in mind. Who do we know the Buffalo Bills to be? We know them to be a very disciplined football club, a very energetic football club. But they made the wrong decision of flying to London on Friday. They made the wrong decision, and you saw it today. I don't care what you say. And I'm not here to be poo-poo. Uh, no, you, you suck today. You, you're, they're tired. I mean, I don't blame them. They're tired. Okay? So you, you know, the timing was off. The first quarter looked disastrous offensively. Disaster offensively. Dalton Kincaid, let's talk about him for a minute. This is get this is a trend, folks. This is a trend. Two catches, 19 yards on two targets. So the two times you decide to throw him the ball, he catches it. What for the love of God? Tell me why. Every time we see Jay, uh, uh, Dalton Kincaid. The, deployed it's like these little outlets and you know he's near the line of scrimmage and we're using him to block inside and and it's like what are we doing this guy pre-draft he's a he's supposed to be a matchup nightmare and i'm not putting this on dalton kate i'm putting this on ken dorsey this is the this is the last week you get away with it because everything else was working but when you lose things become magnified and and i said this last week on this show you got to find a way to get Dalton Kincaid involved. It cannot be Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs all the time. It's not, that's not a winning formula. You got to have people step up. Yes, Gabe Davis has six receptions for 100 yards, but he had a drop. He had a big time drop on a third down, man. You can't do that. that, that and it's not like, it'd be one thing if it was, you know, Deontay Hardy. No, nah, man, it's like Gabe Davis. Like, you're, you want to be a number one. Stefan Dix calls you a number one receiver, which I disagree with. I'm sorry, but like, no, it's not good enough, dude. I still feel like right now the Bills don't shoot the messenger here, but we still need a weapon on offense because you obviously, and it has to be a wide receiver because 
Ken Dorsey cannot draw up a successful, productive plan for Dalton Kincaid. So we, we got two tight ends. One's overpaid. You're paying Dawson Knox $14 million a year. And you got a first-round rookie tight end and Dalton Kincaid that you do not use well enough. You do not use him well enough. So, look, something's got to give. What was the point of spending a first-round pick on a, on a tight end and you don't use him? You don't use him down the seam. You don't use him over the middle. That's that that to me doesn't make sense, man. He's six foot four. Throw him a jump ball. Like we we, we use him like he's a he's a lineman, like flexing out, like where he catches the like. Come on, man. Like, dude, it's just frustrating. And you know these things kind of amplify when they when there's a loss. But I'm telling you right now, dude, it's not good. Yeah, B-Bills, Kyrie Elam got cooked. I'm over Kyrie Elam. I'm telling you, I am over it. I'm over it. Put Ingram in there. Jamarcus Ingram, put him in there next time. Because Elam, he's, to me, right now, he's Cody Ford to me. They have Cody Ford, Elam. There's no plan for him. Yeah, he can get better, but man, I, I listen. When you're when you're a healthy scratch for four weeks, well, this is why. So maybe Sean McDermott ain't crazy. Maybe he ain't crazy, but Elam did not look good. And I don't want to hear. Where's Demar Hamlin? He's not good either, folks. He is not. He ain't good. I'm sorry, but it is what it is. It is what it is. And I don't want to come in here and, and be depressing because, I mean, none of us really feel good after a loss like this. But those are some things I got to point out. Early in the game, you got to – look, I get Josh Allen right now has a, a very high completion percentage, and that's awesome. It means that he's taking what the defense is giving him. James Cook had a, a critical drop in the first quarter there on the right side. For a first down, he dropped it, man. That's when I knew right there. That's when I said, oh, shit. This ain't good. This is not – it just looked flat. Everything they were doing out there looked flat. It looked flat. That's it's not winning football. Not winning football. So you, you had – you start the game with three three and outs, man. Three. You had four all season come into the game. You had four all season coming into the game, and you had three to start off with. That's not you're, – you're already handcuffing yourself. And we want to talk about, okay, so the, the, the Jags get the ball, they go down the field, they score. Okay, the touchdown, fine. I, I'll, I'll accept that. Great throw, great catch. But you mean to tell me that the defense wasn't lined up properly and they looked confused? They looked confused. For the for the for the toss on the outside to Travis Etienne on two point conversion, where that to me was was frustrating. That's on McDermott because they weren't prepared. They it looked like they it was like they had Manning face. Just and I'm like, what what is going on here, man? It, they were shell shocked. My Ninja Turtle reference there. <laughs> Them boys are shell shocked, man. It's not gonna cut it. It's not gonna cut it. 
Jernay and says, is Gabe Davis a legit number two? Well, in my opinion, no. He's not a legit number two. There are some people out there that says he's up there with the likes of T. Higgins. No, he's not. No, he's not, man. Like, the Bills, the, the best the Bills offense has been is when they had Emmanuel Sanders and those guys. Because you had real route runners outside of Diggs. Cole Beasley in the slot. Emmanuel Sanders on the outside. And you don't have that right now. It's a problem. Look, you're not going to – you okay, Stephon Diggs, you're, you're going to get your 100 yards and a tutty every game. But who else is going to step up? It, 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 this Bills offense is either all-world performance by Diggs and Allen, some cute runs by, by James Cook, and nothing else. We're, we will lose the division round of the playoffs with, with football like that. I'm sorry. But you're not – listen, if you can't run around and uncover underneath, short, intermediate, Gabe Davis, Dalton Kincaid, Deontay Hardy, this football team is cooked offensively. Josh Allen could put up these record-setting numbers, but you do not have the balance or the tools necessary to make a deep run in the playoffs and be good. now. Oh, and by the way, so now that you lost Matt Milano, you're handcuffed more. So you got you to gotta score more points on offense. You have to have more of a threat on offense. That's how you combat that. Because, A, you're not going to go out and get a linebacker to replace him. Who's going to just trade you all pro linebacker or or a good linebacker? It ain't happening. It's not happening. Who's going to trade you a cornerback? I mean, you can call Denver, but you they'll trade him. But you're going to have to get you're going to it's going to have to hurt a little bit to get Patrick Sertan. What are you going to do? So the Bills got to it's 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 got to be internal. It's got to be internal. I put up a poll this week, and I said. If you were to make a trade, this is in lieu of the um, Trey White injury. I said, if you were to make a trade on offense or defense, what side of the ball are you, are you targeting? Most people said on the defense side of the ball. And I didn't put, you know, I didn't, I didn't label it by position, but most people said the defense side of the ball. I just don't think, and I could be, and I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think there's, there's the Calvary ain't coming. You got Vaughn back. You want to get him back healthy. But you're going to have to figure it out in the secondary. And people are going to have to step up. I'll say this. Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde. Today wasn't their best day. I mean, we got to look at the All-22, but today wasn't their best day. Wasn't their best day today. And I'm not pointing the blame on them by any means, but they – it was meh. Meh. The tackling today was bad. On, on, I mean, you know, back, you know, Trevor Lawrence in the backfield, letting ETN, you know, get away from you. It's it's proof that the Bills were, they just were ill-equipped today. They they were tired, and the and the Jaguars were were fresh. That was a fresh football team we saw. What are you gonna do? Your 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 sports science team failed you on that. They sure did. They did. Let's talk about, so we, we, we cover Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis, 
And before anybody gets crazy, yes, Stefan Diggs was pissed and he threw down his tablet. That doesn't mean he doesn't want to be here, media. <laughs> okay. The, he, the man's passionate. He, you know, let's talk about the defense for a second for the Bills. Guess how many tackles Terrell Bernard had? 16 tackles. He continues to be a very bright spot. Eight solo. That's pretty good. Kyrie Elam was second. Eight solo, eleven total. But guess what, man? That 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 see that stat to me right there. That doesn't that, listen. Yeah, you 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 caught Calvin Ridley, but after he caught the ball for a first down, like, how about a pass breakup? He had zero pass defense. Ed Oliver had a good game today. At first, he had a couple bonehead penalties. Got to be better. But three tackles for loss for defense tackle in a sack, forced fumble. Ed Oliver's continue is continuing to have himself a season. It really hurt not having Greg Rousseau, man. I I too much Kingsley Jonathan and Vickers on the outside for me, man. Like what what the Kendall Vickers really? I mean, I why why was Shaq out? Shaq Lawson didn't play today. You got Kendall Vickers? Kingsley Jonathan going out for injury and coming back and injury and coming back like, oh man! So Leonard Floyd today, two sacks, but he—I felt like he didn't play enough. I'm sitting here looking at third down. Where the hell is Leonard Floyd? Why is he on the field? It beats me, man. I, I look. I, I get leaning into your rotation, but when there's injuries. And you're already behind the gun. You got to put the best players on the field, man. You got to. I hate that. That bugs me so much. Put your best players on the field. I didn't like that. Shout out to Dorian Williams today. I mean, for for a guy not playing, he sure came in and he looked good so far. I mean, he looked look as a rookie. Terrell Bernard didn't even sniff the field, really. But when he came in, I mean, had a good pass breakup. What does that tell you? Dorian Williams had more pass breakups (laughs) than Kyrie Elam, man. (laughs) Like, that, it's like, come on, man. (laughs) Oh, you can't make this stuff up, folks. You cannot make this stuff up. AJ Epinesa, boy. Is that guy trying to get paid? He looked fantastic today. Yeah, he he to me, he single-handedly kept the Bills in the game. Four total tackles, two sacks, <laughs> three pass defense. <laughs> like <laughs> Kyrie Elam had zero. I mean, come on, man. You can't make this stuff up. It it just was a poor showing for some of these guys today. Poor showing. Let's talk about Josh Allen while we're we're on, you know. Let's let's switch from the defense for a minute. And and it might seem like I'm going all over the place, but, you know, it's hard to script these shows, these post-game shows, because it's a live reaction. I felt like Josh Allen, he looked good. He looked good today, like, considering. I felt like he should have used his legs more if he could have. I felt like there were some opportunities where he could have used his legs more. Um, 
like somebody needed to be the spark. You know, did I don't know if you got watching the game if you felt like there just wasn't a spark. You know, they just looked glass faced. Like, and I saw I saw something. You know, every time they pan to Josh Allen on the sideline, he's just sitting there, and, and and maybe he's just kind of going through his motion, kind of figuring things out or whatever. But you know, we've seen Josh Allen in the past fire these guys up, man. And I I wanted to see that. And maybe and and I'm you know I wasn't there. Maybe there was some of that on the sideline that 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 that, that we didn't get a chance to see. But man, I kind of want to see you like step up in that regard. Like, yo, come on, guys, it's okay. Like, I I understand. Like, you know, we're not going to be moved. We're gonna you know it's the same it's the same level of like you know we're we're fine we're fine we're fine. But to a point where you're not. And I felt like they needed some juice. So the defense out there, like like we talked about, the defense was out there for 17 more minutes than the offense was at 38 minutes. Th- them boys were tired at the end. So I can't re- you can't really fault the defense. They kept you in the game. You really can't fault the defense here um, because they, they were on the field too much. What are they supposed to do? And you're down how many starters? Two, four starters? You, you, if I'm not mistaken, four starters went out. That, that's that's a recipe for a, you know, for a disaster. And the the Bills were outscored in every quarter, except for the second. So going into halftime, you know that great uh, sack, strip, fumble by Epinesa. So I'm going. We're going into halftime thinking, okay, like. There's a chance, like even though you know it's eleven to seven, the Bills are going to get the ball in the third quarter, and I felt like that first drive was going to tell me a lot. And boy, three and out. And I don't want to hear, you know, well the Bills should have been more aggressive on fourth down. No, you, the, nothing was working. Like the the game, the the way things were drawn up this week, it just didn't look good. It just like I I don't I don't fault McDermott for punting at all today not at all i felt like that was the right call man i felt like it was the right call but you 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 come in you start the game in the second half with three and out and you and your defense is right back on the field you got to play better you got to play better to the comments here by pb production says the bills offense can stay on the field a lot of drop passes even penalties help the jags win the game Josh Allen was good. It was just one of those. It was just some of those passes were dropped. Yeah, some of those passes were dropped. Those are when when you have, when you're all, when you stepping onto the field, you're already at a disadvantage just because for the simple fact that the Jags have been over there. They stayed over there. Again, two weeks in a row. You're already at a disadvantage. And you left Thursday night, Friday, or whatever. You're already at a disadvantage. Jet lag is real. Like these guys' internal clocks are all jacked up, man. So, some somebody from the sports science department needs to come. I need an explanation. I am not a doctor, nor I, I know much about sports science. But like, I'm a human, and I, I've been I've been overseas before. It takes a couple of days for you to feel right, you know. And I don't need, and I'm not doing the physical stuff that they're doing. So, I mean, I don't know, man. It just like I said earlier, when the schedule came out, this looked like a game where you're just like, yeah, 
okay, that that that's a loss. Like a lot of people said the Bills will lose the game, but seeing last week, right? You know, I, I'm like, okay, the Bills can win this game, and they should have won this game. This this game was there for the taking. So so if you want like a silver lining, something to take away from from this game this week, the, despite the Bills having a disadvantage, even getting off the plane. They came into this game and they still could have won. That, that's a testament of a good football team. All these guys rotating on the defensive line. They were still, they still managed to get pressure on Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence just made some really good plays. But this is a good, this is a really good football team, man. So yeah, it's not doom and gloom. The season's not over by any means. Um and I don't I don't think, you know. I don't think this is a loss that we're going to have, you know, this is going to hurt us in the long run in terms of the AFC at one, number one seed or the division. I just feel like the Dolphins are right now, they're they're leading the division again. But it's okay. Like, we, we're going to – the Bills are going to be fine, but they do need to find answers elsewhere. They have to find answers on the offense in terms of receiving options. And waiting for, for Dalton Kincaid or, or for Ken Dorsey to use him in the right way is not what I'm talking about. They they need to go get somebody. They need to get a real receiver. Okay, I think Gabe Davis is best as wide receiver three or four, not two. And I think we're going to start seeing that. When teams are able to clamp up on you and these games get tight and they take digs away, what, what who do you think is going to step up for the offense? I'll wait. It's not there. It's not there. Um. Who, man, I get fired up with these games, man. <laughs> Especially after a loss like this. Deontay Hardy, um, today receiving. It was nice to see him involved to an extent. Okay. Two uh two receptions, 62 yards, along of 43. That was nice to see him do that. However, the the punt return stuff, he muffed the punt. Like you almost blew it. I mean, <laughs> you almost blew it there. Those are some errors that you you know. Ah man. So where does this leave us? You know, I've kind of, you know, I've said all I can say really, but where does this leave us from here? Well, looking at this Bills team, here are some takeaways. This is what we learned today. One, if you play in London again, you got to make sure that you leave early next time. Just after Sunday or whenever, you know, that London game is or Germany or whatever, you just leave, man. Get over there. Give your give your guys more time to acclimate to the conditions or, or you know, to the to the time change. Okay, number two, you 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 gotta figure out the run game, how to get James Cook going because he's dynamic when he has the ball in his hands, but you can't keep giving it to him on these little quick draws and you know the way they're using him right now. It's not working. So that's two weeks in a row it was shut down, and you, you got to get Dalton Kincaid involved in your offense more, down the field particularly. I think those things that'll help. Now the Denver Broncos have said everybody on the defense is up for grabs. Like if you if you're if you like a player we have, call at holla at me, call me, call me maybe. <laughs> um, 
I, I mean, it's it's. <laughs> I mean, to to really hope for a corner, <laughs> it's probably not going to happen, right? But I mean, I would love to see some sort of transaction that 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 moves the needle for a corner. It's not that's not there. Go 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 call the the Panthers about Dante Jackson down there. That 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 to me seems more realistic. Um, let's let's think about let's hope that Matt Milano's injury is not long term. Let's hope, because if it's not, great. But if it is, woof, we got problems. Houston, we have a problem. Um. Yeah, so so moving forward, the Buffalo Bills, we play the New York Giants on Sunday night. So please get out of London as fast as you can. As soon as these press the press conference is over, get the hell out of there, man. Go home. Go back to Buffalo. These guys can be with their family. Give them Monday off and figure it figure it out the rest of the week. But they, I would like to see a team come come, you know, ready to go. Like Sunday night game. New York Giants. The Giants look like trash. They don't look like a good team right now. They're playing Miami. It's pretty close, seven zero right now, second quarter. But that you that's you got to win now. So coming up, these are the Bills' next four games. I'll tell you what they are. You got the Giants next week. You got the Patriots after that. Bucks and Bengals and Broncos. So that's five games. All five of those games are winnable. So right now the Bills sit at five and two. So if you take care of business in the next five weeks, you could be sitting there at eight and two. So even if you go four and one, that'd be great. You got to. All right. The season's not over. It's just a loss. These things happen. It wasn't like they were playing in Buffalo or, you know, B. Bill says no sugar high Josh. Josh will be fine. Josh has been playing well this year. Josh has been playing well. Oh, man. Before before we go, before we go, um, if you guys have any questions that you'd like to ask, shoot them. You know, this is the time to ask before we get out of here so you guys can go enjoy the rest of your Sunday and, and what's left of it. And, and you know, just, just FYI, like, just because the Bills lost doesn't mean you have to have a bad day the rest of the day. You know, you can still enjoy the rest of the day. Sometimes, you know, in the past, I used to let these losses kind of just hamper my day. Man, you'd just be pissed walking around like the Bills lost or whatever. And, you know, spend time with your family, man. Go go, go for a walk. It's At the end of the day, it's just football. I know it's different in Buffalo because we love the Bills, right? But there's still life to live. You got to enjoy your life, man. And you can't get too high. You can't get too low, right? So last week, is it's a perfect example. Last week, we were on top of the mountain. So this week, guess what? We're going to hear that the Josh Allen didn't do enough from Nick Wright and, you know, try to say what he needs to say or whatever. And we're going to hear people say, oh, man, you know, the injuries and, and stuff, which they're, they're right. Too many injuries. Uh, the, 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 this franchise is snake bitten. I mean, it's like these guys cannot catch a damn break. I don't know if it's – I don't know what it is, but this is what happens in the NFL, man. Uh, here's a question. Uh it says, do you think the Bills will ever win a game in London? They're 0-2 in all time. You know what? I don't want to see the Bills play another game in London. But 
they will play another game in London eventually. And yes, they I, I think they'll win a, a London game. But if it's if they're zero and three, then we got a trend here. I'm not really worried about another loss, right? The the last time the Bills lost, I think EJ Manuel was a quarterback in London against the Jaguars. So uh, Johnny says it's Canadian Thanksgiving. Last thing I want to do is be around people. Last thing I want to do is be around people for right now. Oh, man. I did not know it was Canadian Thanksgiving. What are y'all eating on Canadian Thanksgiving? And why y'all doing so damn early? I know, I know, history and, you know, their history is not, you know, ours and, you know, all that stuff. Thanksgiving is a, a trash holiday in terms of what it really means. But I love the festivities of it. Uh, do you think they fired Dorsey during the season? No. Ken Dorsey is a really good offensive coordinator. He's good offensive coordinator. I just feel like um, his his run game design philosophy, he needs to make some tweaks to it. Um, but, no, I, I, I think Ken Dorsey is the right man for the job here. Uh, I mean, just think, last week he was cooking them boys. Ken Dorsey was in his bag last week. This week, you know, in the run game, not so much. Pass game, yeah, it was good. But you got to figure out with the Dalton Kincaid thing. Um, but no, I don't think he'll I don't think he'll be fired by any means. Um, Walter says you need more than 29 rushing yards. When Calvin Ridley has more rushing yards than your running backs, you have a problem. Yeah, we talked about that early in the show. Like, you can't Josh Allen can't be everything. Four carries, 14 yards, man. You gotta do better. That that is not gonna cut it. You have to find balance again. I'm a big proponent of you got to be able to run the ball and pass the ball to be successful in the playoffs. A good passing game is on, it will get you to the playoffs, but it will not sustain you to win a Super Bowl. And and the, and the goal here is to win a Super Bowl if you're the Buffalo Bills. The goal has to be a Super Bowl. You can't settle for a, a divisional round win and, and you beat the Chiefs. That, that ain't going to cut it. You got to get to the chip. That's all that matters right now. So whatever the Bills got to do, if you got to – look, people poo-poo on the on the Rams for putting themselves in position to get to the Super Bowl by making moves, aggressive moves. Brandon Bean says he wants to be aggressive or he wants to, be, he wants to remain relevant and competitive now and in the future. Okay, I agree with that. But there's also something to when the iron strikes hot and you if you see an opportunity – to better your football team, regardless of picks. I'm not saying you sell the farm, but there has to be a happy medium in there somewhere. So go out and find, like, for the offensive sake. I'm not talking defensively, but if you got Pat Sertan or or Dante Jackson, it'd be great. But in terms of help on the offense, you got – the offensive line's playing great. You got to get another pass catcher, man. This is not cutting it. Seeing Khalil Shakir in the – in the slot as a uh, receiving option, man, he's he's just not dynamic. He's not dynamic enough. It ain't it ain't gonna work, man. So they gotta get in, they gotta get another uh, pass catcher to make me feel good. Like you look at the Jags, the Evan Ingram's a really good tight end, okay. But the receiving options are Christian Kirk, Calvin Ridley. Hell, I take Zay Jones over here. I really would right now. I need something in the slot. Go, go, go! Call the the Raiders. Hunter Renfro barely plays every week. What? Why, why can't you go get Hunter Renfro? What, what's it? What's stopping you? Great route runner. Separates at the top of the stem in a route. Catches the ball fluidly. 
smart the, the the choice routes in your in your offense become now you could do them again right now like who's doing the choice routes i ain't really seeing too much of it so yeah man there's some there's some things that that from my opinion that the bills can do to get better outside of getting rest trying to stay healthy etc brandon bean can can really help his team football team out here and make some moves but um that's all I got, folks. You know, this is the uh, Intentional Grounding podcast right here on the Buffalo Rumblers VidCast feed. If you haven't liked, followed, and subscribed to Buffalo Rumblers, make sure you do so. I'll be here all season long with the Buffalo Rumblings uh, postgame show. Uh, it's been a pleasure, folks. It, it really has been a pleasure today. Even though we're going to leave here on a sad note, or we entered here on a sad note, I hope that I gave you some clarity uh, to, to power through the rest of the day. And to really, really enjoy your week. I think that's what it matters at the end of the day. And look, keep in mind, this is just football. Whether you win or lose, it's just football, right? So go love on your family, kiss your wife, or whatever you do. Hug your kids. But this is intentional grounding. And guess what, folks? I'm Sterles for the girls, and we out of here. Peace. to do's less time and an infinite number of tools to keep track of sometimes doing business has never felt harder but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals you can just use hubspot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier imagine this high quality leads fast closing deals wildly happy customers and more benchmark breaking quarters it's not a miracle it's hubspot visit hubspot.com to get started today